and welcome to Have You Heard a Listening Project. On this podcast, we're going to share tips, stories, and practical advice to help people with hearing loss stay connected. If you or a loved one have a hearing loss or suspect you have a hearing loss, this podcast is for you. Today, we're going to discuss the beginning steps of hearing loss journey. How does someone know if they have hearing loss? And if someone thinks they have hearing loss, what can be done about it? We're pleased to have you join us today. I'm Betsy. I'm one of your hosts. And today I am also joined by Jamie. We both work together at OEI as hearing health advocates. Hi, Bets. It's great to be with you today. Oh, me too. Welcome. Shall we um, dive right into the topic today? Let's do it. Well, believe it or not, according to the Hearing Loss Association, as well as the Journal of the American Geriatric Society, it takes the average person seven to 10 years to admit that they have a hearing loss and want to do something about it. So we do everything we can to think of or act like what's normal and not show some sign of aging because we just don't want to feel somehow less capable than others. That's right. And, you know, you see people trying different tactics to not, you know, give away their hearing loss. Like I see people, you know, you lean over to someone so your ear is just subtly closer to their mouth. Or if you're trying to ask somebody over and over again, what did you say? People try to change those words up. So instead of saying like, what, 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 it was, I didn't catch that. Or can you try that again? You know, in, in group settings too, nodding your head in agreement, even if you didn't hear a word someone says, I see that a lot. And I think <laughs> it can feel embarrassing. You know, if you find yourself doing these things, yeah. chances are you have a hearing loss that needs to be addressed. Yeah. What are other clues such as, do you experience listening fatigue? Apparently there is such a thing. I'd not even thought about that before. Listening fatigue is like, Having to solve a puzzle to understand what others are saying, which requires concentrating to hear and then to comprehend. Do you find yourself unable to understand someone if you can't see their lips? The recent pandemic and proliferation of mask wearing made that extremely evident for a lot of people. That alone can create tension and be exhausting. It can. Uh, Listening fatigue is real. And, you know, other signs can be increased stress in that, you know, you seem to have low energy or you're irritable, you're not performing well at work or maybe even school. Um, I think other people, you know, notice struggling in a crowd, trying to hear things in a group conversation yeah, and, you know, even difficulty hearing over the phone. You know, these are all common symptoms. Yeah, I get that. Now, I know this sounds like a long list. No wonder you want to deny it all. <laughs> it, it is. I get it. It's exhausting to deny something that is happening, really happening, and is tiring to keep feeling out of touch, you know, behind in the conversation or unsure of what's being said in a conversation, especially in a crowd or group setting. I know that. Or just one-on-one sometimes, depending on how that person speaks. So what should you do if you suspect that you have hearing loss? Well, first off, schedule a hearing test with a specialist. And honestly, this is something you should do yearly once you get past the age of 50. I mean, just like you do for the rest of your body, a yearly checkup with a general practitioner, going to the ophthalmologist, regular teeth cleaning, etc. You know, 
A hearing screening on its own is almost always at no charge, which is kind of a perk, yeah? And isn't it unbelievable that people don't think to get a yearly hearing screening? I mean, I'm just thinking about that as you talk about we get yearly checkups, we get physicals, we get our teeth cleaned, we get our vision checked. And then, you know, I don't, I feel like growing up, I didn't hear my parents or my grandparents talk about the yearly hearing test. It's like, I I wonder why that got omitted. It's clearly just part of regular maintenance. You're so right about that. Yeah. So, so tell us, Bets, where, so where do people actually go for the hearing screenings? Well, it's actually pretty easy to find a place. There's some local, you can Google local audiologist offices, hearing aid dispensers, hearing health centers, or ask someone you know who has hearing loss and knows of someone they could recommend. Yeah, so I think that's good to remind people because some people might not be even familiar with audiologists. There's also hearing aid specialists and hearing aid dispensers. So Somebody licensed, I think, is probably the way to go um, Good point. to get your hearing Good tested. Point. Yeah, somewhere where somebody's credentialed to do that. Um, and the reason it's on my mind is I actually had my hearing tested recently, uh-huh. and it was easy, and it was quick, and definitely painless. And And here's how it worked for me. they They had me go into what looked like a little phone booth, and it had a chair, and I sat down, and they had me wear headphones the kind that go over your ears, not earbuds. (laughs) And they played different sounds and they played the sounds one ear at a time. And they had me raise my hand whenever I heard the sounds. And then they also read out loud different words. And then I had to identify which word they had just said. And literally, that was it. It was, it was very, you know, it reminded me of what they did when they did test our hearing in elementary school. Um, so yeah. luckily my, yeah, you remember, right? I it's, do know. I'm thinking about in that. the nurse's yeah. office, you just raise your hand and there'd be 25 people outside waiting for their turn. Um, yeah, it was very much like that. It was just that I was by myself in the little phone booth. So, um, and then I learned that it's a good idea to ask for a copy of my audiogram And that shows me the softest sounds I could hear at different pitches or frequencies. And the closer the marks are to the top of the graph, the softer the sounds I could hear. Ah. So I can hang on to this audiogram and keep track of my own hearing and hopefully not loss, but, you know, over time it probably will happen. Um, And so I can see when those marks start to drop or fall on that audiogram I'll know, you know, my hearing loss and where I started and then where it got to. Wow. Yeah, I uh, I had my hearing tested too. And I, I don't remember looking at the audiogram very much. And now I'm rethinking about that. But I do know that I lost the upper register decibels of my, of my hearing. So that's something that I don't always hear so well up there. And I'll talk about that another time. But anyway, yeah, I get it. It's great you did that. And, uh, oh, by the way, it's, it is always a good idea to get a copy of the audiogram and save it, even if you don't read it like me, because then when you go for another hearing test at a later date, you can compare and see if if things are staying the same or getting worse. So I guess I have to say, bite the bullet and get a hearing test. That, that's the way to get the truth of the things, get the lay of the land so you can explore options as to how to move forward and not let your hearing loss impact your life negatively. 
Yeah. And and I think what a lot of people don't realize is that if you have hearing loss, it doesn't just affect you. You know, it, it it's going to impact other people in your life, especially, you know, if you live with family members or friends. So, you know, if you're thinking to yourself, I don't need to do anything or I'm getting along fine enough, I would say think again, because I know in my family, my grandfather specifically was just not even aware of what he was missing and how frustrating it was for us when we wanted to talk to him. So if you're not even aware someone's trying to talk to you and you're missing all of that, then you're probably not aware that people are frustrated around you, you know? And for my grandfather, he had no idea that we were shouting, Mm -hmm. you know? So he thinks that we're just talking normally and he's not noticing how hard I'm having to yell so that he can hear me. And that is frustrating. I'm one of the family members that experienced that. So I think, you know, don't just think about you, think about your circle of people. Um, it, it It impacts everybody around you. Um, and I heard a quote recently, and I think it it accurately sort of puts the picture into place for me. And it's, when you have hearing loss, it really takes a lot of those intimate moments from you. Wow. And so I think, you know, by finding solutions to your hearing loss, you know, the world can open back up. And I think people can be amazed at the difference. And oh, again, yeah. I, I speak from experience with my own family. My grandfather had no idea what he was missing. So... It's not until he got that all checked out and got hearing aids that he even became aware of what he was missing. Well, he finally did. That's good that he did that. Took some action. Took years. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I I can relate a bit. I have a little story to tell. I, I, um, I have an episode with my mom one time that stays with me. I got so frustrated trying to communicate with her over the phone after I had moved to California, but she was still living in Evanston, Illinois, and she was living in an assisted living home, and it was my birthday. So I called her to remind her that it was my birthday. (laughs) I love that you did that. (laughs) Yeah, well, I I had to do that. I was out on the deck, and uh, she picked up but didn't have her hearing aids in. So when I told her it was my birthday, she said, it's not my birthday. And I tried again, only with a louder voice and a slower voice. But she kept saying, it's not my birthday, sweetheart. Oh, I was so frustrated. So I screamed over the phone and said, I know it's my birthday. (laughs) And then I broke into tears. It It was terrible. I was so frustrated. So I, I, pulled myself together and I directed her loudly to hang up the phone so I could call the nurse's station to go into her room and put my mom's hearing aids in for her and then turn them on. And so I waited a little bit and I called her back so we could communicate on my birthday without screaming. I laugh about that now, but I sure wish she had had our Capdell caption phone in those days. I bet. And you know, that's even just one small example. It's like, look at how many steps you had to go through because you weren't physically there. Mm -hmm. You're not just relying on your mom. It's like in this kind of situation, you have to call the people at the facility. They have to go into her room. They have to find the hearing aids. They have to put the hearing aids in. So it's a lot for, for something, you know, in quotes, so simple that you wanted to communicate, which was, and, and I don't know, I think it's, it's such a good example because it's like, it's literally a difference between it's your birthday 
or her birthday, right? Yeah. It's like one word difference, mm-hmm. and that changes the entire context of what you're talking about. I'm so glad you get that because that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and it's like here I am in California, and she's in Evanston. I can't like drop over. I right. can't just drive over there and do it myself. So I was dependent on the nurses' station. Right. Yeah. And when we talk about hearing loss affecting other people, I mean, obviously it's affecting your conversation. It's like, but now you got to pull these other people in that, you know, are working at the facility. So it's just, and again, the fascinating part is like, that's for one word. So I think about people I know that it's like, if you're missing more than one word, you just, you can't imagine the context of what was really trying to be communicated to you. It's so, so important to, to address these things. Yeah. And that reminds me of the intimate moments thing that you were talking about missing those intimate moments because it's just that one little thing, one little sound, one word. Yeah, one word. And now we'll take a quick break to hear a word from one of our sponsors. My mom and I used to talk on the phone every day, but lately she can't hear me when I call. I have to repeat myself over and over. It's so frustrating, but I know it's even more frustrating for mom. Thankfully, we got her a CapTel captioned telephone. It's just like the captions you see on TV, only for phone calls. Now, if she can't hear what I say, she can read the captions. Our local CapTel outreach person took care of everything. It was so easy. We're back to talking every day. And it means the world to me and to my mom. If someone you know can't hear over the phone, we can help you get a CapTel phone at no cost. Visit oeius.org for details. Welcome back. Okay, well, moving on. So what happens if you have untreated hearing loss? And hearing is a brain activity. Your ears receive sound, but it's the brain that makes sense of it. And I really didn't get this until recently. So here's how your hearing loss and brain health are connected. Jamie, do you want to start us off with that? Sure, sure. So so hearing loss causes sensory deprivation. And there's um, an auditory part of our brains that needs sound, and it needs sound stimulation in order to stay sharp. So even mild hearing loss, that's understimulating that part of the brain. And so it's that, you know, that phrase we all hear tossed around, use it or lose it. it, it applies in hearing loss as well. So if hearing loss is left untreated, these auditory pathways, they can atrophy because they're not being used. And if it atrophies, then you're you're losing that ability and it's diminishing and diminishing and then eventually it can just completely go. Well, I guess you have to exercise your brain then. I mean, that's that's exactly it. It, it is. It's, it's a matter of exercising your brain like you do your body. For instance, playing word games, reading, or learning to speak a new language even, or, or challenging yourself to memorize lyrics to a song. I love that. I read recently, again, in an article about this very thing, that challenging yourself to practice or exercise your brain by doing something you love works better because you want to keep doing it. Regardless of what it is, we need to challenge our brain and try anything we can to keep things active in there. Yeah. So it's definitely about, you know, exercising our brains, but it is also about making sure we address hearing loss early when we notice it 
so that those auditory pathways stay stimulated in the ways that they need to. Oh, yeah. um, you know, when you when when people have hearing loss, the brain has to work harder to process sounds, and then that creates fatigue. And then, you know, I think you mentioned the phrase earlier, concentrating to comprehend. Mm-hmm. And so then now you're exhausted. You were trying to hear something. Then you're trying to hear it. So then you hear it, but then you have to take a minute to think about what it actually meant. And it's like, you know, I, I watch people go through that in my own family. And it's like, wow, that was pretty exhausting to just get that one sentence of of what somebody said. So mm-hmm. There's that part of it. And then also, you know, hearing loss can affect our sharpness or lack of it. Um, I know the D word, as I call it, dementia, is very scary for people to think about. And there's research now that shows we are more likely to lose memory or at least alertness if we don't tend to our hearing loss and get help. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize how hearing loss affects so much that we've taken for granted, like balance. Who knew that would be affected? I mean, who knew hearing loss caused balance issues? So more than ever, it's crucial to take notice and start or continue exercising. Exercise is such a wonderful way to work on maintaining your balance. I mean, walking is crucial. Doing stretches, strengthening your core. I never knew I had a core, so that took me a while to learn that. But <laughs> I said, "What core?" I'm but still looking even, for my core. Yeah, I, I think there, I think it's in there somewhere. I'm supposed to get flatter and harder there. <laughs> um, but anyway, it does help with the balance. I know that as from experience. So, um, and even simple chair yoga exercises can help. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about exercise, I know people can't see me, but um, Betsy and I are polar opposites. I'm a big boy and I'm tall and Betsy's short and very thin. And so, you know, exercise, even in simplest forms, for me has made a difference. I'm somebody that's unbalanced. So I like you, Betsy, mentioning, you know, it can be things like walking or if you sit in a chair and you do some stretching, it's like anything to, to move your body and to move those muscles helps your core, and then eventually helps your balance. Um, yeah. And then and there's the, one other. Oh, go well, ahead. I was going to say, walking is also crucial for your brain, I've been told. Yes. <laughs> I been won't told. quote anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that's the truth. I'm, that's why I'm walking, so my brain will get better. Yeah, me too. Um, and the other thing too, hearing loss and sleep. This one I learned recently, there is a connection between hearing loss and sleep. And between seven and nine hours of sleep uh, apparently helps prevent hearing loss. So people who have poor sleeping habits, i.e. myself, I'll have to work on that. um, There are problems people have with hearing in the long term due to lack of sleep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Well, we're learning something new every day here, aren't we? So when you have hearing loss, there are so many solutions to help you cope and overcome your challenges. That's the truth of it. We know how reluctant people are to accept their hearing loss, but acceptance is the key to navigating your way through all this stuff because it's new. And and, and in previous podcasts, we've, we've had said, we talked about how important it is to be your own advocate. So this is what we're talking about. If if some medical doctors don't ask about your hearing or seem concerned, you know what? 
you you know what you're experiencing inside your own head. So be proactive and seek out specialists, as we mentioned before. Yeah, um, I know one of our, our teammates, she knew she had some form of hearing loss because it runs in her family. And she was reluctant to do anything about it. And finally, at age 50, she went in for a hearing test. And the audiologist that tested her was someone she had known for many years. And after the test, he told her he had no idea that her hearing loss was so bad. And it turned out that she had like moderate to severe hearing loss. So obviously, she was she was finding ways to navigate through life and to try not to make her hearing loss noticeable. Um, But this audiologist suggested that she definitely try hearing aids. And after she tried them for a few weeks, she was hooked. And now she says she doesn't know why she waited so long to get them. (laughs) Oh, I love that story. I know who that is. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you do. I do. I know. So um, anyway, well, here's the thing. We have taken this first episode of our second season to start a conversation about hearing loss and what to make of it. And we will be discovering more. Continuing on this season, uh, Have You Heard, a listening project, we'll explore different hearing loss solutions in more depth. So we've talked about a little bit. We're going to go deeper with that, with more details. Next time, we're going to delve into how to adjust your patterns, thoughts, and habits to your newly acknowledged circumstances. So I hope you'll join us for that. Yes, you should definitely join us for that, because if I'm not mistaken, Betsy, I think you're telling your story in the next episode. Yes, I am. Yes. Yeah, so people, stay tuned. You you don't want to miss that. It's going to be an exciting season. We're happy to having you. We're happy to be having you. That's nice. We're happy <laughs> to have you join us again. Yes. So please do. And in the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out. And thank you to everyone who's joined us today. And thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Betsy. And I'm excited to hear your story next time. Okay. I hope it's interesting. Well, anyway, (laughs) it will be. So for more information on hearing health resources, be sure to visit us at oeius.org. That's oeius.org. I'm Betsy. And I'm Jamie. And we want to thank all our listeners for joining us today on the Have You Heard podcast. And remember to stay safe and stay connected. Copyright 2021 by OEI. Guests of the podcast and resources mentioned are for the interest of our audience only. There are no marketing agreements or incentives involved.